At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. What's up, folks? Welcome in a football Friday. I think we can call it that after a uh, wild NFL draft on Thursday. In 15 minutes, we're going to talk to Johnny Avello, sportsbook director over at DraftKings. We'll see how the uh, odds makers did in what was a pretty chaotic first round of the NFL draft. Nine trades, six wide receivers taken in the first 20 picks. A record-breaking first round, Matt Ewing. Yeah, nine trades, uh, the most trades in the first round in 10 years, right? Yep. And um, no quarterback off the board until number 20. Uh, six wide receivers off the board in the first 18 picks. First five picks of the draft are defensive players. I don't think the, uh, as far as betting purposes for myself and most people I know, the, the top 10 could not have gone much better. Yep. The top 10 of last night's draft had to be great for the betters. After that, it got a little bit choppy and chaotic. But uh, this is the first time you can see these notes here from the draft. First time since 1992 that each of the first three picks in the draft were defensive players. Yep. And uh, last night it went number one, Trayvon Walker, two, Aiden Hutchinson, three, Derek Stingley, who, by the way, Mitch Moss and I each hit a 100 to one to be the number three, number three pick, which was a, a nice hit. Trayvon Walker, Jordan Davis, Clay Walker, Devontae Wyatt Lewis, seen anchored Georgia's defense to a national title in January and each picked in the first round. Georgia, the first school to have five defenders selected in the first round of the same NFL draft. And how about that? The Butkus Award winner for the na- yep. nation's top linebacker, Nicobe Dean did not get picked. He was not one of the uh, five to go in the first round. I thought he would be 
a late first rounder. We're going to see him go today in the second round for sure. Packers selected two of the Georgia defensive players in the first round. The I first saw something, huh? How about this? The first team in the common draft era to take two defensive players from the same school in the first round. Yep. And the Packers, of course, have gone 20 consecutive drafts without taking a wide receiver in the first round. The thing that surprised me the most, if you played over five and a half wide receivers, that was a rocking chair bet because you had six off the board at 18. I think Mitch Moss also played over six and a half, and I know some other people who did as well. Fourteen, The final 14 picks of the first round, no wide receivers. Yep. The Packers and the Chiefs each had two picks and passed twice on uh, wide receivers, which is very surprising. But I think the thing that um, surprised most people – only one quarterback in the first round and no Malik Willis. Yeah, that was uh, one of the notes for the just the second time in the last 20 years. Only one quarterback taken in the first round of the NFL draft. That's from ESPN Stats and Info. And um, I know you always like these things. So I think ESPN might have to tweak their draft predictor. For ESPN's draft predictor, there was a 14% chance that Malik Willis was going to still be available at the start of the second round. Okay. Now, I always say the 14% happened, but still only one. And I think there's a very strong argument to be made is Kenny Pickett who is the uh, plus 170 price tag to go as the first quarterback. I think there's a very strong argument to be made that uh, no quarterback should have gone in this first round, and you and I have both watched this draft together, mm. uh, and I think we were in agreement that I, I just don't really love the pick for the Pittsburgh Steelers of Kenny Pickett, especially when you talk to you – know, I was listening to a PFF podcast as well. Like, when you're talking about a guy in Kenny Pickett who some evaluators just a season ago had as a sixth-round graded quarterback yeah. before his breakout season, and that's one – at Pitt, I just said this. There's a reason I think Malik Willis slipped to the second, and I have a. I just have a feeling that Kenny Pickett probably would have been around in the second round. The Steelers probably could have moved up to get him if you wanted to do that. Yeah, who knows? It's it's hard to guess. There, there was a lot of strange things happening last night. Why did the Saints trade up to get Chris Olave? Really liked them apparently. You got so many talented wide receivers on the board. You don't need to trade up to get him. Uh, is he that much better than the other receivers? Yep. No, I would say no. Uh, what, you know, why did the Saints trade up a couple of years ago for Marcus? It was a Davenport. Yeah. They, they traded up to get that. Just a couple strange moves by the Saints to trade up in the draft when it, it seems like you're not really gaining much at all by doing it. Right. Because I, I think when you're talking about the way the draft broke down, once the Saints trade up to 11 to get Chris Olave, then you understand a team like Detroit trading up to 12 because they're like, oh, well, okay. We've had three of the last four picks for wide receivers. We want one of these guys. Mm -hmm. uh, let's go and get our guy, which ended up being Jamison Williams at Alabama. So you understand that. And then after that, right, uh, the Washington Commanders going and getting Jahan Dotson with the 16th overall pick. Uh, Traylon Burks in, which we, we haven't even touched on the fact that there were so many trades involving first-round picks that involved wide receivers like A.J. Brown <laughs> getting shipped off to Philadelphia so right. that the Titans could then draft his replacement. Um, and then we saw, of course, what the Baltimore Ravens did with Marquise Brown, who he had a, I don't know if you saw his comments today, but he actually had quietly requested a trade, told Baltimore that he didn't fit in the system and wanted a, a fresh start. So now he's going to okay. go to Arizona where they're just going to run nines uh, for every single game. Well, single I, I guess the Cardinals felt like they needed a, a speed receiver. They got DeAndre Hopkins. You got Rondale Moore, a couple other pieces at uh, wide receiver. But, you know, that also makes Kyler Murray happy because he gets oh, yeah. his former Oklahoma Sooner uh, teammate out there. And Kyler Murray's been such a uh, – I think um, a pain to deal with for the Cardinals here in the offseason that they're trying to do what they can to make him happy. And the, the trade for uh, Hollywood, uh, I, I think, uh, probably should make uh, Kyler Murray a little bit easier to live with in the offseason. But 
I, I, I like to trade for the Ravens. I, I think uh, I wrote down some teams last night that I thought did really well in the first round. Yeah. And uh, Ravens are one of them. Getting Kyle Hamilton uh, in the first round at number 14. The Just safety goes over his draft position, right? 12 and a half, some spots where yeah. he closed. There are a lot of people who thought Kyle Hamilton was going to be a top three pick in this draft. He went um, number 14 to the Ravens. I really like the Iowa offensive lineman, the center, Tyler Winderbaum, who went number 25 to Baltimore. But really, the teams I thought that did the best were the Jets and the Giants. Yeah. You know, it's hard to look at the, the I Giants. I really like what the Giants did. How about the Giants getting Kayvon Thibodeau, defensive end at number five, Evan Neal, offensive tackle at number seven. I mean, you get a stud for your defensive and offensive line. I think this is a – right now I give the Giants an A-plus at this point for their draft. We'll see what they do the rest of the way. The Jets at number four, Ahmad Sauce Gardner at corner, Garrett Wilson, wide receiver, Jermaine Johnson, who slipped all the way to number 26, defensive uh, end from Florida State, goes to the Jets. JVT, his draft position was 10.5. I think you said it closed at 8.5. Yeah, yeah. 7.5 or 8.5. He goes 26 to the Jets. I give the Jets an A, but I don't think any team scored better than the Giants did last night. Yeah, I think getting, getting arguably what some believe to be at one point the two best guys at their respective positions. Yeah. And Kevin Thibodeau and Evan Neal, I think it is hard to argue against the New York Giants being uh, the one of the winners of the draft. Again, we don't know what these guys are going to be, at least in terms of the projections, though. It does seem that the Giants really made out. Now, some of the other things uh, that cashed for this, by the way, so total quarterbacks, as we discussed, you know, only Kenny Pickett goes. So that uh, goes well under two and a half. And you saw that really crash right before the draft mm -hmm. in the day that led up to it. Yeah. It was as high as three and a half and then got to two and a half pick pretty much. Uh, that goes under with one. No running backs in the first round. I don't even think we really got close to getting a running back taken. I know what pick we were watching, Kuiper was pushing for uh, – was it the Jets trading back into the end of the first round? I think he was really pushing for Brees Hall to go there. Uh, ultimately, not the case. Yeah, he might have been. I, a lot of people thought the Bills were going to take a, a running back, but they traded up to number 23 for a corner. Elam from Florida. I think Brees Hall is going to be one of the first 10 guys off the board today. We'll see. Oh, yeah. And that's, this is where you do it now, right, with running backs. Yeah. This is where it happens. Um, a even split, 16 offensive players, 16 defensive players. So defensive players goes over. 16 and a half offensive players goes under. Uh, four cornerbacks, that was one of them, too. That was going to be a very yeah. popular play. I think a lot of people expected five, maybe even more. Uh, but only four go off the board there. Uh, two, of course, coming off very early. Total offensive linemen, that one sailed over. Nine offensive linemen went in this first round. Mm -hmm. It kind of took the shape at one point of these wide receivers. Where initially you thought it was going to be, oh, look at all these wide receivers going. And there was just yeah. offensive linemen after offensive linemen after offensive linemen. Nine go in the first round. You know, while you're talking about that, let's hit on the Patriots. Yep. Because they made a strange pick last night. Uh, yeah, I wasn't really a big fan of uh, what the Patriots did. For those who don't know, um, <laughs> they decided to, I think, reach a little. Some thought um, that the guard out of Chattanooga, what is his name? That uh, Cole, uh, Cole Strange, uh, right? Mm -hmm. That was He was going to be a third-round selection, including... Some like the Los Angeles Rams who were actually doing media uh, when the pick went down. And this was Sean McVay and Les Snead's reaction. Really, really? Just went. Oh, my wow. UT Chattanooga to the first How round. Hey, where is... How about that? And we wasted our time watching him thinking he'd be at 104 hey. maybe. <laughs> okay. The laugh from McVay is great. Um, <laughs> Also, clearly, I think a shot at the Patriots. Uh, he can't take too many shots at Patriots. He held his offense at three points in the Super Bowl. But okay. I, I, I do. I, I will say this. And you and I, you and I have discussed this before. This is becoming a bigger topic now around Bill Belichick. 
we Bill Belichick to a certain extent deserves like credit or a, a pass because you kind of believe in with a system and all that stuff. I think he's getting to the point where he's trying to just uh, show off and prove to people he's the smartest guy in the room. Right. Like getting, even a, little if this, too, getting a little too cute with some of these picks. Come even on, if man. this pick works out, even if he turns out to be a Hall of Famer, he's this is guard. still a bad pick. And you, tr- yeah. you you wasted you wasted a first round pick on a guy that would have been available probably the second round, let alone the third. Right. Well, some people thought he was going to be. Basically, what you're arguing, and I agree, is. And Bill Belichick's got to understand this. I know he does. The value of a draft position. Right. And there is no value in taking Cole Strange, the offensive guard from Chattanooga, at number 29 in the first round. And the Patriots, by the way, traded down. I had my mock draft, the Patriots taking corner Trent McDuffie at number 21. Well, the, the Chiefs traded up to 21 and took Trent McDuffie. And the Patriots needed a corner. Trade down eight spots and take the offensive guard. We'll see what the Patriots do the rest of the draft. But it's just another oddball pick like uh, Bill Belichick uh, just and, trying to prove how smart he is. Maybe. And kind of along the lines that you're talking about here, too, and this was this was pointed out by many people, it's not even a top-tier need for them. No. It's corner was. Right. And that's the thing. You had the corner you <laughs> wanted or you should have wanted a number 21, and you trade down eight spots for a guard. I don't get yeah, it. That you yeah. didn't really need. So, uh, yeah, I thought it was – and like I said, the, the list is growing longer of quizzical draft picks for the New England Patriots <laughs> over the last few years. So, uh, we will see if uh, he can turn this out. But especially on the offensive end, Bill Belichick has kind of been like doing this and just grasping at straws a little bit when it comes to the evaluation of some offensive players. So, we'll see. And maybe he Mac Jones is still out there. Looks like he did a pretty good job selecting Jones. Yeah, I thought the most, waiting, mis- most mysterious pick of the first round was the Patriots pick at number 29. Yep. And uh, the most mysterious drop by any player was Jermaine Johnson dropping to the Jets at number 26. And the most surprising thing to me was probably Malik Willis, quarterback, falling all the way out of the first round. I thought he would at least pick, be picked somewhere in the first round. Well, on Twitter yesterday, it sounded like everybody was winning their bets. Let's see if that was the case. <laughs> John Avello is going to join us next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps... 
in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete for free. Compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 or older only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. All right, I'm going to read some of this pretty good tweet. Uh, Our buddy... Uh, let's see at sports book consigliere up on Twitter. Dave Sherapan. Dave Sherapan, sports BK consig. Uh, yesterday, favorites 11 1 in Major League Baseball, 3 0 in the NBA. Everybody hit every draft prop that they bet. Got to be a pretty poor day, you would assume, for Ozmakers. Let's welcome in Johnny Avello, who runs the sports book over at DraftKings. John, uh, the uh, NFL draft yesterday went what for you? Well, poorly? How did it go, sir? Maybe we don't have John. Maybe he just doesn't want to tell us. John refusing to talk about the results of the uh, NFL draft on the first day. We'll see if we can get him hooked up well, here in a second. We were at Red Rock stations, and you said stations reported what a small loser. All right, so Chuck Esposito threw the best draft party in town last night, at least yeah. off the strip, uh, at the Red Rock Sportsbook. And uh, I checked with Chuck this morning. He said the uh, the biggest loss was all the bets that came in on Trayvon Walker to be the first pick. And, and people are going to do that. They're going to yeah, like right. jump in on high right. juice because they know it's so that, that turned happen. That turned uh, draft betting for station casinos into, quote, small loser okay. uh, last night. Chuck was okay with that. He loves to put up the draft, and they got beat up pretty bad on the Trayvon Walker. He said uh, otherwise uh, the results were mixed and uh, pretty good uh, for the book, but a small loser overall. Chuck, according to Chuck Esposito at Red Rock, I think some other book directors 
might say that they lost more money on the draft last night. But let's go to Johnny Avello, DraftKings book director. We got him now. Johnny, was the uh, first round of the draft a winner for DraftKings or not? Definitely not. Um, and when I say that, Maddie, in that tone, that means it was more of a loser than just a small loser. Okay. Was it um, any? And I can tell you. I can, Go ahead. I, I can tell you some of the stuff we we got beat on. We got mm -hmm. beat on the exact, uh, you know, first pick, second pick, um, total first round offensive lineman drafted. I think it was over seven and a half. Uh, the top three in the exact order, you know, we had a trifecta. So mm -hmm. if you picked Walker, Hutchison, and Stingley, uh, you got plus a dollar and a quarter. Um, then Desmond Ritter uh, over 30 and a half because he hasn't been picked yet. And then uh, Drake London under 10 and a half. And then number four pick exactly, Ahmad Gardner. So um, they were the, uh, the biggest losers for us for the night. So, John, like when you uh, when you see what happened yesterday, and actually, actually, before I get to that, really quickly, you guys also had in-game wagering right during the draft. Uh, how, how did that go for you overall in terms of handle reception? And was there anything significant in terms of results there? No, JVT, there wasn't much there. I mean, we we did write some business in the in-game, uh, but it, we wrote way more in, in pre-game. So, um, you know, I, I think when you're doing in-game, we have much more of a handle on it. We can. We can see what's coming up, except for maybe a trade or a you know a small surprise. But that would be a surprise for everybody. Whereas the pregame, I think the surprises were probably uh, on us uh, before before the uh, draft started. So, in terms of results, would this be something that would deter you from hanging as, as wide of a market as you did before this draft? Not at all. Yeah. We'll be back again doing it next year. <laughs> That's good to hear. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, Johnny. Uh, just your opinion, what picks did you like the most? Any teams you thought did especially well last night? Or um, anything well, uh, anything well, we in the first the Jets, round that really surprised you? Go ahead. No, I think the, I think the, the Jets did well. Uh, there mm -hmm. were a couple of surprises there towards the end. Um, you know, I, I, I thought Pickett would go uh, before Willis, but I, but I didn't know that he wouldn't get picked at all in the first round. That was certainly a surprise to me. Um, I thought there were a couple of questionable, pick, questionable picks by some teams, but who am I to question a team, uh, you know, until we see the results on the field? Basically, we, we know how these guys played in college. We, we uh, know as much as we know about them visually, but, you know, who are we to say how good they're going to be at the next level? So we'll see how it all pans out. I guess we can say that a year or two down the road if we were, if we were wrong. How surprised were you that only one quarterback was taken in the first round last night? It was Kenny Pickett at number 20 to Pittsburgh, no Malik Willis. And any draft uh, props that remain up on the board today for round two, Johnny? Oh, there's a bunch up for mm -hmm. today, Matty. I mean, we got a full slate up there today. So not as many as for the first round, but we do have a bunch. Um, you know, I knew that the two quarterbacks would probably go in the 20s, low 20s, I was thinking, maybe Pickett would go to New Orleans, and then Pittsburgh would be interested in Malik Willis. But, um, I, you know, I was wrong. Pittsburgh went for – they went for Pickett, maybe, the, you know, the home, the home state type of thing. Maybe they feel that's – maybe they like uh, his style a better quarterback rather than, a, you know, a runner. They would rather go with a guy that's more of a, of a drop-back passer. Um, 
but you know, and then you know, where did where was Willis going to go at that point? Uh, Pittsburgh didn't take him. Where's he going now? Now we have it up that Seattle will probably be most likely to take him. Mm-hmm. I think Atlanta's in that mix probably too. So Seattle or Atlanta would might be uh, that you know two teams that probably would take a quarterback maybe around what thirty maybe thirtieth thirty eighth fortieth pick somewhere around that area. Johnny, I'm looking at the, uh, the round two props up on DraftKings. Uh, I love that you have these up. How much do you think Vegas books are missing out by not having this up for round two? With so many people in town who want to bet the draft, we were talking about this last night at our draft party with Mitch Moss. Think about all these people in town who would like to get a bet down before round two, and you can't bet anything in Vegas before the draft. Do you think uh, that's something the bookmakers here are really missing out on, or do you think they don't care because they, th- they probably have the opinion they would just lose on round two also? That's probably it. You know, it's it's one thing that they're missing out on handle. It's another thing that they're they're not going to be losing any money in round two. So, uh, yeah, I think it's they don't care, and uh, the, you know, and it's not really the fault of the guys so much. I think that the game and control board certainly has a lot to do with it. So, if they're telling you that you have to close the uh, you know round one the day before, and you had to close round one to, uh, yesterday too, so. Uh, I don't know. It's I don't I don't think anybody's pressing for it because if you lose on something every year, you don't fight for it. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious, John, though, like building on that because this is also something we talked about. I would think that if you offered a wide variety of stuff today and for like rounds two, three, maybe even later, there's not as much information as there is focused on round one. You could right. probably get a good chunk back these next couple of days, could you not? You know, that's true, JVT. We might have a shot of winning a little bit of money today, so um, we'll see how that pans out. I forgot how we did last year in round two, but I remember round two was so much lighter of a handle than round one was. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. If maybe maybe next year we'll increase the limits for round two if that's the case. Yeah, right now, by the way, you guys are talking about quarterbacks, Matt. Uh, Malik Willis minus 450 to be the second quarterback taken up at DraftKings right now. Yeah, I saw that too. By the way, the Las Vegas Raiders picked today an exact position of first player drafted, uh, that prop is up at DraftKings as well. JVT, what do you think the Raiders will do the first draft pick today? Uh, I would assume a defensive player. Uh, can me. you be more specific? I'll go with defensive line edge. That would be plus 275 yep. if you want to bet that. That's the prop up at DraftKings on the Raiders. Johnny, um, was there one prop that you really got pounded on, uh, aside from the, the number one pick with uh, everything moving on Trayvon Walker and Aiden Hutchinson, was there anything else that uh, you looked at today and say, "Man, we we got hit on that one. We put up a bad number." Anything that jumped out at you? Yeah, uh, the um, the defensive uh, lineman for uh, edge rusher for Purdue. What's his last name? Carl Loftus. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had him up at uh, sixteen and a half. We took a bunch of money at that. We actually moved the number. To like 18 and a half, 19 and a half with juice, then more juice, got continued to get bet. Then we moved that to 22 and a half. And obviously that was no good either because I think he went, what did he go, 29th maybe? 30th to the Chiefs. Defensive end from Purdue, 30th, George Karloftis. Yeah, so. yeah, went 30th to the Chiefs. You know, that's a nice pick for the Chiefs, but that wasn't a nice pick for us. <laughs> <laughs> How about the Packers? And the Chiefs not taking a wide receiver. That had to surprise you. I, I thought that was one of the biggest surprises to me in the first round. Both of those teams passing on a, a wide receiver in the first round, each team having two picks. 
Yeah, more so for even the the Packers. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I I thought the Packers would try, try to re, you know replace what they've lost, but hey, um, I don't know. You know, this draft is the, the guys that are in these war rooms there before we we see them in the war room. They're all contemplating on what they're going to do. Some teams do really good with this draft and. John, it's good to talk to you. Thank you for the time today, sir. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. Have a good day. Johnny Vella, director of the DraftKings Sportsbook. So he said it's uh, it was more of a loser than a small loser yeah. for DraftKings. That's how Johnny Avello summed up uh, betting in round one. Great answer to the, will that deter you from hanging it up next year? Absolutely not. All right, we'll come back. we get the last 30 minutes, get into the NBA. Man, some of these second-round series are fantastic. And give Chris Paul his due. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, folks, a reminder that Zinn and nicotine pouches are a fresh way to enjoy nicotine. These nicotine pouches are smoke free and spit free, made with food grade ingredients. Simply open the child resistant lid, place it. Between your upper lip and gum, boom, one hour. Real nicotine satisfaction. It's available in 10 varieties and two strengths. Three milligrams for fresh nicotine satisfaction and six for even more nicotine enjoyment. Simple and discreet. You can enjoy Zyn anywhere, anytime. Visit Zyn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com to learn more and find Zyn nicotine pouches near you. Zyn nicotine pouches only for adults 21 or older who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Matt Humans, last night, dare I say, we saw one of the most clutch performances from an NBA player. Chris Paul, team facing potential game seven mm-hmm. against a Pelican squad that had been up their butt the entire series. Okay. okay. <laughs> they, they have been a pain in the, the keister. They would not go away playing hard uh, by one of the better nicknames now in the NBA. Grand Theft Alvarado, Jose Alvarado, was being just a – just wouldn't go away. But Chris Paul yesterday says, no, you guys come with me. We're going to win this game. 33 points, 14 of 14 shooting for Chris Paul yesterday. The Suns eliminate the New Orleans Pelicans, move on to a Western Conference semifinal series against Dallas. In the process of clinching this series against the Pelicans and making all 14 of his shots from the floor, including both the regular season and playoffs, the only player with more makes without a miss in a game in NBA history, Wilt Chamberlain. As many lists as you can be on with Wilt Chamberlain, the better. Yes, I would say so. Yeah. Uh, you told me last night that Chris Paul was 14 for 14. Yeah. And I said, what we were talking about was from the free throw line? <laughs> no, from the field. 14, uh, 14 from the field. He was perfect last night. Chris Paul, clutch performance, and uh, the Phoenix Suns survive. And now they're going to get Devin Booker back, looks like, for round two. Well, I mean, he's back. He played yesterday. Yeah. Uh, but if a fully healthy Devin Booker would be a very important thing. Do you know what, what uh, Wilt Chamberlain did in terms of his game? Perfect from the floor. Uh, I'll say 25 for 25. He actually did it twice. His best is 18 of 18. Oh, okay. Uh, and then he went 16 of 16. But those are both regular season games. This is a postseason game. And Chris Paul deserves a lot more credit for this. And Brian Windhorst pointed this out. Well, it was so big and dominant. Yeah. You know, his his athletic dominance back in that area, he could just dunk on everybody. Yep. The Chris Paul was not dunking on people last night. Yep. No, he wasn't. No, like, right. that, that's the other thing. He's he's taking somewhat tougher shots, and he deserves a lot of credit because he's insanely smart, and he is able to do this in terms of like picking mismatches and whatnot. But 
If you look at what he did in terms of this series, remember he had that fourth quarter where he closed out the game in game three. They get a 16-point first half in right. this series as well. It was game two, if I remember correctly. Chris Paul was great. And, and Winhorst pointed that out on his column today. Like, it, we're going to remember this performance. But there were multiple games here in which Chris Paul was fantastic. Uh -huh. And here's – this is like the non-sports betting thing I would like to say on this. And I told you guys this last night. Three days ago, the talking heads were, hey, man, Chris Paul – I don't know if he can handle this. Don't know if he can put this load <laughs> on his shoulders and do this after one bad game, right? Which by the way, came on the heels of that fourth quarter, which he was absolutely insane and closed the game out on his own in game three against the Pelicans uh, pump the brakes on the hyperbolic. Like oh, it's all over. Everything's done. Like, especially we do it all the time, but in this like Chris Paul's been incredible. Mm -hmm. We've been trying to throw dirt on the grave for forever. Now he was at one point considered a contract that was on par with Russell Westbrook and John wall right no, now. No. He's, Awesome, and he proved it again yesterday. That's my thing. Russell Westbrook and John Wall are in the Hall of Fame for horrific contracts. Right. Chris Paul is not even in that uh, area code, not even close. Uh, he's The Rockets, know. remember, had to trade picks to get rid of him. Remember when we got traded to the Oklahoma City Thunder? Well, it's, <laughs> it's a big part about being in the right place at the right time. Yep. And Phoenix turns out to be the right place for uh, Chris Paul, and they needed him. It's been and he needed them. It's been a uh, symbiotic relationship. I guess it's been perfect for uh, Phoenix. And I, I can't wait to see how the next round of the NBA playoffs turn out. This is going to get good now. Yep. Some of these first-round series were a little bit disappointing. I thought the Toronto Raptors um, were just a colossal flop last night. Very surprising yep. uh, that they didn't show up. The Pelicans much more competitive. I mean, this game went down to the wire. You had a couple of home dogs last night that um, – uh, one competed and one was a no-show, and the Pelicans competed. Uh, but now I think here in round two, we're going to get some great series, man, especially in the East. Yes, three out of the four have been set. So we talked about this Phoenix up to a $3 favorite in their series over the Dallas Mavericks, which seems a little high. The Dallas Mavericks mm -hmm. got a lot going for them. We can talk about that series in detail momentarily, but still. So that, Suns right now, again, at DraftKings, $3 favorite over the Mavericks, plus 230. The Miami Heat, about $1.70 favorite over the Philadelphia 76ers in their second-round series. That's going to be a great one. And the Boston Celtics, as you know, uh, the Westgate Superbook opened them up at about a $2 favorite. They're minus 210 over there, minus 200 now in most markets over the Milwaukee Bucks in their series. And, and keep in mind, too, for all of these, because these series are going to be fun and they're going to be fantastic. But for Milwaukee, Chris Middleton reportedly not going to be available for that series overall, right? Now, there was some pushback. Zach Lowe today said on his podcast that uh, uh, the people he talked to thought the report that he was going to be done for the entire series was a little aggressive. Right. That Middleton could be back near the end of that series. Now, what near the end of that series means is up in the air, right? Do the Bucks need to force a game seven, whatever it is, but door not closed on Middleton. And I would say this, Matt, I don't think I'm feeling like I think the heat or, that's in a really intriguing matchup with Philadelphia but Jimmy Butler did just have to miss a game with knee inflammation. And he's had knee and foot injuries this entire sure, year. Sure. I think it's an ankle. But regardless, he's had things that have been bugging him, bugging him all year long. Same with Kyle Lowry. The, the Heat aren't in perfect condition no. coming into this series. No, they're not. Uh, they were really banged up at the end of that uh, series against the Hawks. But you know what's interesting? I, I think the perception of Philly changes because of what happened last night. Yeah, for some, for sure. For a lot of people, I think yeah. it will because they, they beat a really well-coached team on the road by 30 points in a, in a spot where it looked like they might be about to pull off the biggest collapse in NBA playoff history. Right. And so they answered the bell last night. So for me, it changes a little bit. I thought the Heat might be $2 or more in the second round, but after you watch that game last night, you say, okay, this is going to be a much better series. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is going to be more of a coin flip series. I think even now – 
Man, I wouldn't lay a buck sixty-five with the Heat. You know, I love this Heat team, but I don't like you said they're not at full strength. And uh, even though I'm more inclined to fade Philly, I don't want to lay a price of a buck sixty-five at this point. I, I am going to find some spots to play the Heat in this series, though. Yeah. Are you going to play the the Sixers on the series price? My, I don't know. I, my initial thought is that Philly is going to win this series, right? Um, but I want to get a little bit more into it, like late tonight and tomorrow, and and take a look at it from a, like a more granular perspective. But I do think like when you look at Joel Embiid and a lot of this just hinges and put the, the success of Miami rests squarely on the shoulders of Bam Adebayo. I think like if you're able, if Bam Adebayo is able to go in there and mm-hmm. defend Joel Embiid one-on-one and is able to take that matchup on his own and you're yeah. not, you don't need to use resources to defend that. Then it gets a little bit easier for the Miami heat. But I also think on the flip side, you know, Harden, Tyrese Maxey, they have a couple of guys that they can go after if they want to. I'm, I'm really intrigued by what this looks like. And the Heat, from a defensive standpoint, uh, they do give up a lot of threes. You saw that you know, oh, yeah. in, in that series against Atlanta all regular season. They're a team that gives up three-point attempts. Are the Philadelphia 76ers going to be able to exploit that? They have the personnel to do it, potentially, in Tyrese oh. Maxey, James Harden, Tobias Harris. So I'm really interested in, in the in just this series overall. It's going to be fantastic. Well, you just talked about the three guys. Yeah. Um, Maxey. Harris and Harden, and they're, they're going to play much better in this series than Trey Young did in the first round. See, that's why I think the Heat kind of looked better than they really are in the first round because Trey Young was so bad. Yeah. And you have to give the Miami defense some of the credit for uh, how bad Trey Young played in the first round. But still, in the second round, Miami's going to run up against guards who are capable of uh, much more because I, I don't think a, a point guard could play much worse than Trey Young did. In that first round. Oh, you're going to have, at the very least, two <laughs> shot creators on the floor at once, mm-hmm. right? Harden yeah. and Maxi can both do those things. When it was Atlanta, Trey Young's like their best shot creator. And then, like, Bodong Bodanovich can kind of do some mm-hmm. stuff. But, like, these are two legitimate guys who could do stuff with the ball in their hands. But then, and this is why I like this series so much, you flip it over and you're like, well, Philadelphia is probably going to need Matisse Thibel in this series to defend a guy like Jimmy Butler in terms of just size and matching up with them physically. But then if you're Miami, you're like, bring them on because then when we're defending you guys, we could just sag off of them like Toronto did. We don't have to worry about them. So, yeah, I'm excited. If you can't tell, I'm excited for this. And Phoenix and Dallas is going to be absolutely Well, another thing about the Heat real quickly before you talk about that. I think uh, you always look for the coaching edge, too, and I think Eric Spolster has got it in that series. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you can definitely – I would check that box pretty quickly yeah. in terms of that. And then you get, like we said, so Phoenix and Dallas is going to be absolutely incredible because you have the Dallas Mavericks who have been playing – like we got all wrapped up with Boston and how well they've been playing down the stretch since the start of the calendar year. Mm-hmm. You could argue that the Dallas Mavericks have been up there with them. Statistically, they have been. They have been playing really good basketball, and now they're healthy. Luka Doncic is back out there on the floor. How, like, the lack of depth and scoring for some of these secondary guys for Phoenix, how that translates in the series here against the against the Dallas Mavericks. Right. A really good defensive team, but a defensive team who likes to run you off the three-point line and the Suns are perfectly fine with some shooting mid-range shots. Like, you can't tell. This second round is going to be great, and I cannot wait. Now, I'll tell you, the, the finish to that game in Salt Lake City last yep. night, after the first round of the NFL draft was over, Unbelievable finish, yep. especially with the line movement in the game. Jazz going uh, from favorites to uh, home dogs, the closing, and uh, the game 98-96. W- wide open three. Yep. It was Bogdanovich, right? Yep. Wide open Bogdanovich. three at the buzzer. There was not a defender within 10 feet of him. If you had the Mavericks, your heart stopped yep. at that point, and he missed it. He missed it. He missed and it. And now you're talking about extending the series. Yeah. Oh, it's just uh, so much, but obviously they can't. And now uh, we're looking at potentially the Utah Jazz getting broken up because they don't hit that shot, so we'll see. <laughs> Man, uh, uh, 
Yeah, I'm excited. We'll come back. We wrap it up. Best bets and more as we head out into the weekend. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, last couple of minutes here on the show. A um, quick flash over to Best Bets, of course, as well, as we're going to wrap this up. 
Didn't have anything for tonight, though. Um, Pelicans last night, plus two and a half. Got the worst of the uh, the worst of it, too. Devin Booker's announced like in the hours uh, that were leading up to the tip. Thank you, Adrian Wojnarowski, for your report the other day that said that he was not going to play for the rest of the series. Yeah. Um, but they were really competitive, up by ten and a half. Looked like they were going to extend the series, potentially. But Chris Paul does what he did yesterday, and they ultimately do not cover. So Pelicans plus two and a half, and the Raptors finally fall in that series. Raptors plus 165 goes down. So nothing for tonight. I wrote about this today because we do get Minnesota and Memphis later this evening. Uh, right now, I've got on my screen Memphis about like a one and a half point favorite on the road, depending on where you shop. Um, in this series, you know, I was just mentioning to you off the air, this is somewhere in the ballpark of the Timberwolves out of the 240 minutes in this series have led somewhere in the range of 160 of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, multiple games in which they have blown double-digit leads. They had two 21-point leads in game four or game three, whatever it was. And then, of course, we know what happened in this last game. There's oh. no need to get involved in a one-and-a-half-point spread in right. a series like this right now. So I'm going to watch and bet in-game, but I don't didn't feel a need or see that big of an edge to take one-and-a-half with Minnesota. I would feel that way about nine out of ten games when the spread is around uh, one to two points. Right. Why well, bet the game? I mean, we, talk, I mean, we, talk, we were talking huh? last night. We were watching it at Red Rock. You know, I had that Jazz plus, or yeah, yeah. Jazz plus two and a half, and they were up at ten. Was it ten or twelve? Actually, 12 they were points. up at twelve at halftime, and you, both of us were like, "Yeah, this is going to get shrunk in five seconds." And right. Sure enough, at the first break, it was down to four points. So, I know. Uh, nothing is sacred. Nothing will hold in the. <laughs> well, you uh, talk about teams have blown leads. Utah Jazz yep. blowing leads. T Wolves blowing leads, and uh, you need that guard who can. Uh, most times, it's going to be a guard who can just close out games. That's what the NBA is all about. You got to have a closer. The Jazz don't have one, and the T-Wolves haven't had one. I think Anthony Edwards can be that guy, but he's not really that guy yet. I mean, he showed the potential ability when he hit that, that three yeah. uh, at the end of that game that tied it up. But I would agree with that. And I, I thought the Jazz had a closer. His name was Donovan Mitchell. He's going to be a, fortune, a future Nick. He didn't take a shot in the last six minutes last night. <laughs> no, he did not. Can't he's do that. Great Unacceptable. In, he's going to look great in Knickerbocker blue and orange, huh? Save the franchise. <laughs> Big star for the New York Knicks. Yeah, so nothing tonight. Do you have any? And uh, we'll go here too. So I and you and I talked about this yesterday too. I didn't get crazy in, in the uh, the NFL draft like some of you guys, uh, mainly because I was so focused on the NBA stuff. But a good night nonetheless. Uh, first round quarterbacks under the three and a half minus one eighty eight got there. Desmond Ritter over his draft position of thirty and a half got there. Garrett Wilson draft position over eight and a half gets there. And Malik Willis draft position over fifteen and a half minus one hundred five. The lone loss a plus one forty uh, shot at uh, Kayvon Thibodeau to be a top three pick. Yeah, Thibodeau went number five. Otherwise, great first round for you last night, hitting uh, four of your five props. I think right now I've hit, um, I'm going to say, 13 of 17. So I'm 13 and four with four pending. Uh, Two of the losses are on the Saints at nine to one to draft Malik Willis. I just chalked that up. That's a loss. It's not going to happen. Saints are not taking Willis today. Oh, you're still alive there, though. I'm I'm calling that a loss. Calling that a loss. I I recorded that as a loss on here. They're not taking Willis. And also, um, Derek Stingley to go second at 30 to 1 was a loss as well. So those were two of the four losses, uh, 13 and 2 otherwise, including a 100 to 1 winner on Derek Stingley to go number three. But wide receivers over, quarterbacks under, Aiden Hutchinson to go number two, Kenny Pickett over 10 and a half, mm-hmm. Ahmad Gardner under 7 and a half. Uh, also, I think. Uh, we got winners here on uh, yeah the Stingley draft position, which I actually bet twice under eleven and a half and under eight and a half. First corner drafted plus two fifty. Karloftis, George Karloftis, defensive end, went number thirty to the Chiefs. Johnny Avello mentioned that was a big loser for DraftKings, yeah. over eighteen and a half winner. I did lose on Drake London. Um, How about that? Over ten and a half. He <laughs> went number eight to the Falcons, and I'm going to tell you what. 
I think the Falcons are going to regret that pick. And the reason I had him over 10 and a half, you know, he, he's slow. Drake London's a big receiver, 6'3 mm-hmm. or so, and he's good at um, making contested catches. But he's a little bit slow afoot. And you know, he did not even run the 40 at his pro day. Yep. But he didn't pay the price for it because the Falcons took him number eight. The receiver, I thought, uh, probably was the best in this draft, Jamison Williams, under 13 and a half. That was a winner. Uh, he went, what, number 12 to the Lions? Yes. Got a couple winners here on Georgia linebackers, Iowa offensive linemen. And then uh, we got some plays pending for today. And uh, obviously, I need Christian Watson to go pretty early today. I've got him under 38 and a half plus 115. North Dakota State receiver, 6'4", runs a 4.37. I don't know why he hasn't been drafted yet, but he hasn't. I've got him going before George Pickens. Um, not feeling great about those. We'll see how they turn out. Uh, Carson Strong, Nevada quarterback under 122 and a half. And Matt Corral drafted before Desmond Ritter at minus 105. So we got some uh, pending bets there. The one, the loser I had on that page, Malik Willis before Kenny Pickett. I'm really surprised that the Steelers, who supposedly loved Malik Willis. How many reports did we hear from supposedly legitimate NFL reporters that the Steelers loved Malik Willis? Not only did they love him, they were going to be willing to trade up for him if he fell far enough, were some of the reports. Okay. And yet yet, he fell into their laps at 20, and they go Kenny Pickett. Yeah. That's surprising. That was surprising to me. Anyway, it's been a very good draft up to this point. Do we have the mock draft to look at? Actually... You know what was interesting about the mock draft was I had in the VSIN draft betting guide. I missed on the first three picks. I did this 10 days ago before we knew that Aiden Hutchinson was not going to go number one. Yeah. So I had him number one to Jacksonville. I had Derek Stingley two to the Lions and Trayvon Walker three to the Texans. So I had to write three players just in the wrong spots. Yeah. Uh, it was obviously Walker one, Hutchinson two, Stingley three. But if you look after that, I hit six of the next seven in the top ten, exactly. Gardner to the Jets, Thibodeau to the Giants, Iquanu to the Panthers, Neal to the Giants, lost on Jamison Williams to the Falcons, and hit Charles Cross to the Seahawks, and uh, Garrett Wilson to the Jets. So hit six of the next seven. And then uh, I think I hit a couple more in the second half, but the second half is always so tough to predict. Uh, I, I felt okay getting, uh, what, seven or eight out of the 32 picks right in the mock draft because right. outside the top ten, you're not going to get many right. I had Kenny Pickett to the Steelers, Trent McDuffie going number 21. And uh, anyway, I was satisfied with uh, – very satisfied with the first round of the draft. We'll see which quarterback is the first guy off the board today. Do you think there's a chance it's Matt Corral? Corral is 10-1 to 1 at DraftKings. And Malik Willis is minus 450 to be the first QB off the board. I mean, that or I think. Could it be Desmond Ritter? I will say this. If if I was betting it, I don't think I'd be laying $4 with Malik Willis to be the first pick. I wouldn't that, lay the four. For some reason, right. he slipped out of the first round for a reason. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. That's I love the draft, and I'll be watching every pick today and tomorrow as well. Uh, but. I think the the first 10 or 15 picks of the second round are going to be really interesting because there might be teams trying to trade up to get one of these uh, three quarterbacks still on the board. Yep. And you're going to have a lot. If I ask you right now, how many receivers are going to be picked in the second round today? And I set the total at four and a half. Would you play it over or under? I'd go under. Under four and a half second round? Yeah, I'd go under. I'm, I'm almost can guarantee three will go. Yeah. 
And who, who knows? I think four and a half is a decent number, but we'll see. I mean, I think you saw all these teams. Like last the teams year, that really wanted their guys. They right. went and got them yesterday. I think last year you had five in the first round and five in the second round. Yeah. Last night, six in the first round. We've gone 14 picks now without a wide receiver. Hopefully, uh, Christian Watson's one of the first guys off the board today. But hey, you know what I found so interesting, too, last about what everything that was happening last night? Because we haven't even talked yet about the teams uh, that acquired the wide receivers, right? How that looks mm -hmm. for the Philadelphia Eagles, the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Um, you throw the Miami Dolphins in there because they acquired a big receiver that's going to need to be paid or you know, that got paid in Tyreek Hill. But, like, this shift in philosophy for some of these teams that are just like, now we'll go acquire wide receiver talent, man. There's a lot of wide receiver talent out there. And we'll go and get it on the cheap, and then we'll trade them away when they want to get paid, i.e. A.J. Brown. I think the Titans are doing the right thing. Yeah. Uh, Titans uh, traded and uh, drafted. They, they got Traylon Burks, right? Mm -hmm. Titans yes. in that trade got Trey AJ Brown comp actually. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, AJ comp go, excuse me, AJ Brown goes to uh, the Eagles and he gets a contract for four years and a hundred million. Yep. You can't make a habit of, of handing out contracts, right? To, especially to receivers. I think the Titans did business the right way last night. And I know a lot of Philly fans are going to be excited. Hey, we got AJ Brown to get a big time receiver. I, I think that's kind of bad business. I like the way the Titans handled it. Yep. This is uh, it's, it's almost like uh, not as bad because some wide receivers are very impactful, uh, but you are seeing almost like that running back philosophy, right? Like yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll just go, we'll just dip into the well that is the endless, uh, you know, amount of kids who want to grow up and be wide receivers. And maybe some of, you know, you're not going to see any of these kids not want to play wide receiver, but it does seem over the last three or four seasons, the NFL draft has been rife with very good talent at the wide receiver. I think it's going to continue to be that way too. Yep. It does seem that to me that it does seem to be the case. All right. Well, we are all done for the day. Um, for those of you in jurisdictions that can keep betting on this, uh, good luck. Hope you still do. And um, we'll see where Malik Willis and these others end up as we are two hours, five minutes away from the uh, second round of the NFL draft beginning. VEASAN.com is where you want to go. Remember, over the weekend, uh, every single day, except for tomorrow because there's no games, the uh, draft, the, uh, the uh, NBA write-ups, also hardwood handicappers on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific time for two hours. VEASAN.com slash podcast. Find out any part of this show or your favorite shows. We will see you on Monday. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.